0: talking about this um, really a year ago, you know, trying to think of um, something that we could do to mark this sad anniversary. Um, And kind of went back and forth about it and said, well, let's have just a prayer service. And then it kind of just worked out that you were where you were and we were where we were. And it just sort of came together and all worked for good, I hope. And so... um, there's not any sort of real the service is mainly singing hymns and prayers, and that's about it, hearing God's word. So um, I invite you to bring yourself to this tonight. Um, we're going to open with a song, um, like the murmur of the dove song, calling the Holy Spirit to come and be among us tonight. And I welcome Jan Mudgett, who's playing with us tonight. the Gospel of John. The Word was first, the Word present to God, and God present to the Word. The Word was God, in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. Here ends the reading. From Philippians. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow and worship before this Jesus Christ, and call out in praise that he is the master of all, to the glorious honor of God the Father. Here ends the reading. Um, For this responsive prayer, it will be a combination of words. And um, on the next page, you'll see um, a verse that will sing after each section of the prayer. Um, There's the unison prayer, and then there's the pulpit side section, and the organ side section. So I hope that makes sense to you. Let us pray. Jesus, you know what it is like to be utterly emptied. Teach us the value of emptiness. Comfort us like a mother comforts her child. Strengthen us with your meekness. Tame us with your peace. Capture us with your hope. Let us recognize your steadfast presence with us. And may that calm our fears when we are empty and afraid. May we be open to the work of the Holy Spirit able to listen, cooperate, and grow into your likeness. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray to you because you were tempted like us in all things, yet did not submit. You have promised to come to the help of those who in every age are put to the test. Because we are not exempt from the subtle attraction of what is wrong, and what is evil, we pray to you.
1: Holy Spirit, come to us.
0: Holy Spirit, come to us. We call you to where in our lives we exploit our abilities purely for personal gain, let the human gifts, which were meant to illuminate the world, light up no more than our own vanity.
1: Holy Spirit, come to us. Holy Spirit,
0: come to us. We call you to where in our lives we have made a show of our religion, and made faith a means of attracting people to us at the cost of distracting from you. Call you to where in our lives another god more to our liking is the object of our fawning, the recipient of our time, our attention, our worship. in these places in our lives that we threaten to desert you, terrified of what your emptiness calls us to face. You are the one who has chosen us and who, in the wilderness, at the temple, on the mountaintop, on the cross, showed us in the powers and principalities that there is a third way. Lord, Redeem us from mistaking desolation for consolation. From these we look away and turn our backs. We turn our faces towards you. Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. And a reading from Lamentations. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all, oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember, and remembering, I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God and I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man and the woman who passionately waits and to the man and the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope. To quietly hope for help from God. Here ends the reading. In thinking about what to say tonight or what to do, I thought, well, I could preach. But that didn't sound very attractive. That's not what you're here for. You've heard enough sermons. And so we're going to hear from three voices from the war and their experience. So I welcome you forward.
2: This is a reading from a U.S. soldier. When I traveled outside the prison walls on convoys, terror would surge through my heart. I was not afraid of being killed. For if you live by the sword, by the sword you shall die. If I died with a loaded rifle, I could not be angry with God. The terror that filled me was the possibility of of becoming one who kills. Once while driving outside, I pointed my rifle, as I always did, outside the window of our armored Humvee. Through the sights of my rifle, I saw the faces of three young shepherd boys, probably about eight years old. I realized in that moment I just pointed my loaded weapon at three eight-year-old boys. How was I, an ambassador of the love of Jesus Christ, supposed to recall that day? How can I talk of the freedom of Christ while playing the role of a captor? How can I talk of faith when I only move from place to place by means of guns pointed in all directions, even at eight-year-old shepherd boys? This is a reading from an Iraqi diary. Another piece of particularly bad news, several students riding a bus to school were assassinated. Nobody knows why, it isn't clear. Heading off for their year-end examinations, having stayed up the night before to study in the heat. When they left their houses, they were probably only worried about whether they'd pass or fail. Their parents sending them off with words of encouragement and prayer. Now they'll never come home.
3: This is a reading from a young woman in Baghdad in March of 2006. There were dozens of people standing around in a bleak group. Their expressions varied. Grief, horror, resignation. It's a very specific look. One you will find only outside the Baghdad morgue. It's a look that tells you they are walking into the morgue where the bodies lay in rows and that they pray they do not find what they are looking for. One frenzied woman in a black abaya was struggling to make her way inside. Two relatives holding her back. See that woman? They found her son, someone said. The woman continued to struggle, her legs buckling under her. Her wails filled the afternoon.
0: Come before God with humble hearts and confess our sins. God in heaven, for turning from the kingdom of God to this world for reality, for turning from the suffering of service to aggression for protection. For turning from the peace of forgiveness to violence for justice. For turning from the hope of resurrection to fear for security. For turning from the assurance to providence to war for effectiveness for turning from the comfort of simplicity to money for well-being. For For turning from the Lordship of Christ to government for leadership. Let us continue our confession together. For the necessity of war and retaliation from the idols of money and nation, Save us, O oh God. from the impossibility of peace and forgiveness, Save us, O oh God. Because we gather today from our many and varied experiences, from our ma- many and varied traditions, but because we pray as, in unity as the body of Christ, May God make us one in our faith, love, and witness to the kingdom of our Lord. So each one of you here are invited to share your prayers for those oppressed by war in Iraq and around the world, for Iraqi and American soldiers and all soldiers whose lives are being given to this war, and for world leaders making decisions on these issues. And I would add for the people who love them. Your prayers are welcomed. Lord, as fearful as I am for those serving in areas of the war, I'm just about, just as fearful for a time when troops would be withdrawn. Raise up leaders who will see a vision of how to solve this, who will find ways to withdraw our troops, yet bring security. Bring forth leaders with vision, discernment, wisdom, spirits of cooperation, of openness and willingness to compromise. Raise up leaders, O oh God. Gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray all that is in our hearts and minds. Commend them all to you, trusting in your mercy and your goodness and your love for us and for all people in this world in your creation. We trust that you will move us towards wholeness and healing and peace. In Jesus' name. If you'll notice the next song, um, this is written by John Bell. If you're familiar with him, he's from the Iona community, writes some lovely um, hymnody and liturgical music, one of my favorites. And um, he actually wrote this, if you'll notice, in 1997 and revised it in 2002. And it's a beautiful hymn. And if you will notice, there'll be a solo the first time, then men, then women, then a solo, then all. Mary Lou, do you want to join me here? liturgical act tonight will be an affirmation of commitment. Let us pray. Almighty and loving God, we give our loyalty to you and no other. As your church, we will peacefully resist the violent world as it is. Wisely discern your peaceful kingdom within it, and eagerly act toward its fulfillment in the new heaven and earth that is to come. Let us affirm together. We are the people of God, our Father. With the compassion of God, we will hear the cries of our neighborhood and world. With the patience of God, we will not rush to war and violence. With the justice of God, we will bless the just and the unjust. Let us continue our affirmations. We are the body of Christ, our Lord. With the love of Christ, we will heal the broken and deliver the captive. With the peace of Christ, we will love our enemies and turn the other cheek. With the faithfulness of Christ, we will count the cost and take up our cross. Let us finish our affirmations. We are the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, our comforter. With the presence of the Spirit, we will stand in solidarity with all who suffer. With the purpose of the Spirit, we will proclaim the gospel to all nations. With the power of the Spirit, we will live as first fruits of God's kingdom come in Christ. Let us pray. Creating and redeeming God, we are your people, your body, and your fellowship on earth. By your presence and power, may we be faithful to our calling to the kingdom, hopeful in our vision of its fulfillment, and loving in our action toward that end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God and one Lord, now and forever. Amen. Please stand and sing with me the last hymn. you with discomfort, and easy answers, at half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger, at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people, so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain rejection, starvation, and war, so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world, so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.